And we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to Fed 1811. Sorry for the delay, guys. Had to get some stuff organized for y'all to make sure that we have a good show. But this one's going to be good. Short and sweet. Let's get into it, baby. Move over, Denzel. Okay, guys. I used to be a special agent on Lynch Investigations. This is the arrest paperwork, okay? So here is the booking uh cases that i did mostly were human smuggling and drug trafficking those are like two crimes that i'm very good agent very strong agent i did a lot of big cases i've done title three intercepts which is basically listening to phones i've written hundreds of affidavits to arrest people i've done uh i've been a grand jury and testified a million times i've done big cases uh i've done Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back uh, to the show, man. Again, sorry, guys, for the delay. Man, my sleep schedule is messed up, guys. Like, I am literally, like, like nocturnal right now. Like, I'm never up during the day. I woke up literally, like, what, maybe an hour and a half, two hours ago. And uh, dog, my popcorn almost gone. Shout out to Cardi Bands, by the way. First Super Chat of the day. Thank you. I uh, appreciate that, my friend. Um, but, yeah, guys, so uh, we got a busy week uh, this week, man. Tomorrow, we got three interviews. We got... Uh, Charlie from Cultivate Crypto. We got Noah Kagan, um, a fantastic marketer. And then we got, um, uh, oh, and then we got the after hour show, of course. And then um, and then on Tuesday, we got Ed Lattimore. And then Wednesday, we got Rolo Tomasi, guys. So we got a lot of heat coming your guys' way. It's going to be lit. And uh, yeah, we've got a lot of heat coming for y'all. But uh, yeah, so this guys, this case came to my attention. Uh, Karan Kaur goes, uh, this one is going to be crazy. Five bucks. Thank you so much, Karan. Hope you and your uh, fiance are doing well up there in Canada. Um, and then uh, King Life, <laughs> two bucks goes, dude knew better than to try that in the Bronx. <laughs> oh man, actually, uh, my, my helper right now is from the Bronx. She don't want to be on camera though. But uh, you want to say anything to people? Yeah. Yeah, keep it in New York, huh? Okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so with that said, guys, so as we know, oh, here we got, uh, he don't love you five. Myron, I have a real estate question. Should I ask you now or another time? Um, go ahead, drop it. I'll, I'll answer at the end of the show. I got you. I'll answer at the end of the show. Um, even though it's not with the, uh, it's not with the total, the tone of today's show, but it's fine. I got you. All right. <clears throat> so let's get right into it, people. So uh, first and foremost, let's go ahead and read. The news article from the feds here, okay? This we're going to be talking about our boy Frank James. This is released on April 13th, Wednesday, okay? Frank James charged in Brooklyn shooting, mass shooting on New York subway. Defendant allegedly attempted to kill commuters during morning rush hour. A criminal complaint was unsealed today in federal court in Brooklyn. Can you all see that really good? Here, let me, let me, let me make it a little bit bigger for y'all. Is that better? Yeah. Okay, Moonlight Jake, can you look into Allison Mack, a co-star on Smallville and an XIVM case? Yeah, we could. All right, so here we go. He goes, um, uh, charging Frank James with uh, a criminal complaint was unsealed today in federal court in Brooklyn, charging Frank James with conducting a violent attack on a mass transportation vehicle in violation of 18 U.S.C. 1992. A7B1, the charge terrorist attacks or other violence against a mass transportation system relates to April 12, 2022, mass shooting on the New York City subway in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. James was arrested earlier today by New York City police officers in Manhattan and will make his initial appearance tomorrow before United States Magistrate Judge Rowan L. Mann. Uh, Bron Peace, United States Attorney for the Eastern District of New York, Michael J. Driscoll, Assistant Director in Charge of the uh, FBI, 
John DeVito, Special Agent in Charge of ATF, and uh, Kichan L. Suwell, Commissioner of New York City Police Department, announced the arrest and charge. And then, as you guys know, how do, what I teach you guys, anytime you're reading uh, one of these press releases, the first agency to make a comment is the lead agency. Okay, but I mean, this is a terrorism case. So you already know it's going to be FBI off rip. Okay. Uh, or in this case, the JTTF, Joint Terrorism Task Force. Um, as alleged, the defendant committed a heinous and premeditated attack on ordinary New Yorkers during their morning uh, subway commute, stated United States Attorney Peace. All New Yorkers have the right to expect that they will be safe as they travel throughout our great city and use our tr vital transportation system systems. I am grateful to our law enforcement partners, the first responders, and the everyday New Yorkers who stepped up during this crisis and showed the best of our city. Also, we continue to pray for the victims and their loved ones as they recover from this traumatic event, both physically and emotionally. And real quick, guys, let me make a little caveat here. And actually, I got a New Yorker right next to me. I don't think you guys understand, like, New York City, the public transportation is literally like the lifeblood of the city. Literally, it's everything. It's that. everything. Like, that, uh... people from New York don't, like, I can't tell you how many people I know from New York that don't have driver's licenses. Mm -hmm. Wait, do you have a driver's license? Yeah, but I mean, like, when you... The, the subway, that's the easiest thing you could use for real. Okay. To get around. <clears throat> so, when you attack, like, the infrastructure of the subway, it's a big deal, guys, okay? Like, public transportation in New York City is taken extremely seriously. The subway systems run 24 hours. The bus systems run... Uh, is it 24 or what nowadays? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's 24 now? Mm -hmm. God damn. Okay, but the, the subway's always been 24-7, and then the buses run 24-7, and t there's always taxis. Like, New York City is one of the few cities, guys, major cities, where you truly don't need a car. You really don't, okay? Miami, L.A., uh, Vegas, all these other places. Like, unless you live in, like, the downtown really cool area, you're going to need a car every single time. Like, for I'll give you all an example. I'm here in Miami, right? We're in Brickell. Brickell, you can walk everywhere, but once you leave Brickell, you won't need a car. You know what I'm saying? There, and because the public transportation is not good here like it is in New York City. So the, the reason why they're you know speaking this way about the public transportation system and why it's like a big deal is because this infrastructure of New York City depends upon public transportation. OK, so if you attack the subways, it's a it's, it's an attack on the city. All right. Anyone from New York City understands this. But for, um, you know, my international guys, my guys that have never been in the city before, um, you may not know this. But, yes, New York City prides itself on its public transportation. There's people that are adults that don't even have driver's licenses, bro. It's very common. I can't tell you how many girls I met from New York and people I met from New York in general don't have a driver's license. Thirty five years old. You know, people that don't have driver's licenses. Yeah, mad people. Yeah, it's it's like a common thing. We would laugh at those people here, but it's common. Uh, Myron in the club. <laughs> Hilarious. Like the video, support the channel. We need a misandrist on the soundboard for the ladies event eventually. <clears throat> uh, okay, if I get the likes up, maybe I'll uh, expose her Instagram for y'all. Uh, the Radical Latino, two bucks. Is it true dude used to sub to you guys? I don't know. I don't know, but we are going to talk about his social media presence here a little bit too. So, okay, let's continue on. Mr. Peace praised the outstanding efforts of the FBI's New York Joint Terrorism Task Force, which consists of investigators and analysts from the FBI, the NYPD, and over 50 other federal, state, and local agencies. Guys, yeah, the, the JTTF, I broke this down already what the JTTF is, um, but it's basically a task force of law enforcement officers from different agencies that work together solely for the purpose of combating terrorism and promoting national security within the United States. Okay. And it's and there's big JTTFs in every part of the uh, the United States, every major city. So like we got a JTTF here in the Miami area. There's a JTTF New York, obviously, and they're you know all over the place. Yesterday's everyday New Yorkers commuted through Brooklyn on our subway system. Frank James and alleged uh, and as alleged committed a horrific 
act that resulted in and around the clock effort by the FBI, JTTF in New York City, the NYPD, and the ATF to find him and bring him to justice thanks to the incredible work. While involved to identify James and get the proper information out to the public, he's in federal custody and New Yorkers can breathe a little easier in our city today, said FBI Assistant Director in Charge Driscoll. Yeah, and this is the Assistant Director in Charge that made this announcement, not the Special Agent in Charge, so you know this is a big deal, okay? Um and then today's arrest of Frank James, you guys are probably wondering, well, why was the ATF involved? Well, the ATF was involved, guys, because a firearm was discharged during the course of this crime. All right. Uh, today's arrest of Frank James was in part, was in large part due to the vigilance and concerted effort by New York, New Yorkers to aid law enforcement in the apprehension of violent criminals. We at ATF applaud the public's engagement and participation in providing vital information to apprehend James. And we hope for a speedy recovery for all victims. ATF will continue to utilize our nationwide crime gun intelligence capabilities to support our partners in the continued investigation of today's Tuesday's horrific attack on the NYC subway stated ATF special agent in charge DeVito. Yes, guys. So anytime a firearm is recovered in the United States, you're going to have to give it to the ATF and they're going to be able to do something called the E-Trace. And E-Trace is able to go ahead and go back to the first original buyer of the gun. In this case, it was our boy, uh, Frank James, that actually purchased this gun and left it on the scene. So uh, not too hard to find out who he was with that one. Uh, so, yep. So basically everybody found him. Let's see here. All right, so we're going to go ahead and start reading the complaint here in a second. But before I read the complaint, guys, right, here's the court document. As you guys know, we always read the court documents here on FedIt. Let me enlarge this bad boy real fast. Okay, y'all can read it. Uh, <clears throat> United States District Court, Eastern District of New York, United States of America versus Frank James. But who the hell is Frank James, right? All right, so what I got here is we're going to go ahead and give y'all a little bit of a look into who this dude is. Frank James, guys, is... Um, <laughs> he's a strange individual i'll say that so let me go ahead and open this tab for y'all here do we got it okay cool and somebody got to go but when should we say so he had a youtube channel guys and he posts a bunch of like <laughs> cryptic strange messages on youtube you know what i mean talking about world of war you know world war three and all this other shit he's, he's a crazy person but let's go ahead and uh play this for y'all, so you can kind of get an insight. I could show you better than I can tell you. Be something. We all are deaf. And somebody got to go. And that's going to be you. This is Frank James, accused of carrying out a violent attack on a New York City subway. His videos, now removed from YouTube, are often rambling. He's accused of carrying Look out a violent does he, attack on does he a, have a New picture? York City subway. Oh, let me know, guys. Is there echoes? Let me know if the sound is good. If there's echo, let me know, guys, in the chat. What are they saying? Mm -mm, it's good. It's good? Mm -hmm. Give us ones in the chat if it's good, guys. A boy. His videos. I just want to show you real quick. A violent attack on a new. He has a picture of himself in the background. Y'all see that? City of New York, Man, Re uh, uh, Man Resource Administration, Department of Employment. Cedar uh, participant identification card. Frank James. The hell? That's going to be you. This is Frank James, accused of carrying out a violent attack on a New York City subway. His videos, now removed from YouTube, are often rambling with a recurring theme of violence, news coverage on subway violence, stories here in Milwaukee where... His YouTube channel before, guys, was Prophet of Truth 88. I tried looking for it, it the, the channel's gone. He recently lived, or the war in Ukraine. I know that would be best if nuclear devices were dropped and all of mankind was wiped out. It's certainly... What the fuck? What? <laughs> okay. Hey, what the fuck? My man, crazy. 
be alarming. Former Deputy Assistant Secretary for the U.S. Department of Homeland Security Brian Doro says red flags include escalating hateful or violent behavior online, specific details of a plan and talk of buying weapons. Is that instinctually? We know when something's wrong. But he says our instincts can also keep us from inter... Fair use. Fair use, guys. Fair use. Fox 6, you guys better not come after me. Beanie. Always make that effort because you don't know the outcome. It could be just that, that, that small little nugget that that person is looking for to put them on a different track. Whether it's reaching out to a... Hey, I'm Big Mo. Is this you, bro? <laughs> I was fucking around. Big Mo's our audio engineer. Person's friend, family, or law enforcement. Doro says it comes down to the old saying. If you see something, say something. If it's innocuous, okay. No harm, no foul. But if- All right. So that's one vid kind of showing who this guy is. Um, <clears throat> and then I'll show you guys also this. Social media counseling to him. Deal with reality. To deal with reality. Strange individual, man. He be going on crazy rants. Russia invades Ukraine and voice concerns about moving to Philadelphia. Which is a part of how they caught him, actually. Heading back into the danger zone, so to speak. You know, um, it's triggering a lot of negative thoughts, of course. Because I do suffer, have a bad, severe case of post-traumatic stress after the I've been through over the years, man. All right. Cool. So let's go ahead and go uh, start getting into this complaint here. All right. Nice. And this one's a, f- a fairly shorter one, guys. Um, United States of uh, America, uh, <clears throat> United States District Court, Eastern District of New York. And so this is Brooklyn, guys. This is a Brooklyn one versus the Southern District of New York is over there in Manhattan. Uh, United States of America against Frank James, the defendant. Um, Eastern, Jorge Alvarez being duly sworn to pose in the states he is a special agent in the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Now, remember, guys, you guys, a criminal complaint is an affidavit written by a special agent and or criminal investigator, right, that has some kind of federal authority to charge a crime. And that affidavit is written in support of an arrest warrant for an individual to go ahead and get them, you know, booked. So in this case, after they got him in custody, they went ahead, wrote this complaint. Uh, and they probably had him in custody, wrote up this complaint, and then charged him federally. Okay, so the Jorge Alvarez guys is the case agent on this case from the FBI. Okay, on or about April 12, 2022, within the Eastern District of New York and elsewhere, the defendant Frank James did knowingly and without lawful authority and permission command act, including the use of a dangerous weapon with the intent to cause death and serious bodily injury to one or more persons on a terminal structure, track, and facility used in the operation of a mass transportation vehicle to wit the New York City subway system, which was carrying passengers and employees at the time of the offense and conduct was um, engaged in on against and affecting a mass transportation provider engaged in interstate commerce. And James traveled across state line in order to commit the offense and transported materials across state line in aid of commission of the offense. Guys, what do I tell you all the time? Look at these words. Um, uh, engaged in interstate commerce, traveled across state lines, okay? Um, across state line here. When you hear these words, the feds are coming, all right? 
Title 18, United States Code, 1992. You know what? Hold on. Let's pull this bad boy up real quick. Let's do some some legal stuff real fast, right? You go into Cornell Law, which is which is good, guys. If you're going to look up the law, that's a good one to look up. And remember, guys, what do I tell y'all? 18 USC is always uh, the criminal code in the United States. So if it's 18 USC something, it means it's criminal. So here's what they hit them with. Terrorist attacks and other violence against railroad carriers and against mass transportation systems on land, on water, and or through the air. Okay? So there we go. And in this case, they hit him with uh, A7 and B1. So in this case, it's going to be A, right? Whoever in circumstance described in a subsection knowingly and without lawful authority or permission, right? So that's A. And now you're going to go all the way down to 7. This is how you guys figure it out. Commits an act including the use of a dangerous weapon with the intent to cause death or serious bodily injury to any person who in is on property described in paragraph A or B of paragraph 4. Okay, and then we got and B1. So let's look at B. And this is how you guys read uh, aggravated. Whoever commits an offense under subsection uh, of this section in a circumstance in which B1, the railroad track, the the railroad on track equipment or, or mass transportation vehicle was carrying a passenger employee at the time of the offense. So see how we were able to, you know, go ahead and delineate exactly what they're hitting them with. So they're hitting them with, cause this is the main statute guys, right? 19, 1992, right? However, you got to get the proper subsections based on the facts of the case. So this is how you're able to read the statute. So in this case, like I said, right? A seven, boom, a, then work your way down. Where's seven, bam. Then we got B. And then one. So that's what they got him for. All right, that's how you read criminal statutes. Like the goddamn video. Ain't nobody else breaking this down for y'all like this. Okay? Let's continue reading. Because our boy seriously fucked up here. Can y'all see, by the way, do you guys need me to enlarge this? How's it on that screen? Not bad? Okay. Source of your deponent's information on the grounds for this belief are as follows. I'm a special agent of the FBI and have been since so have been since January 2020. Damn, this nigga new. I'm currently assigned to the FBI and New York City Police Department Joint Terrorism Task Force. I have training experience in the investigation of domestic terrorism, including bombings. I'm familiar with the facts and circumstances set forth below for my participation in the investigation, my review of the investigative file, and from reports of other law enforcement officers involved in the investigation. Ms. Brooks, what's your take on so far? Um Give us your New York view on this. Um, he was mentally ill. That nigga was <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> uh, she's a part-time comedian, guys. All right, the defendant. I got, I'm pulling this up here for y'all. He said it's laggy. It's laggy? Yeah. Hmm. All right, I'm going to. It's lagging, guys. All right, I'm going to go ahead. Is it good now? Give me ones in the chat if it's good now. Give me ones in the chat if it's good now. If it is... Yeah, we got ones. We're good now? Mm -hmm. Alright, okay. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know why. Sometimes it just has, like, random uh, bursts like that. Okay, so... Here we are. 36th Street. Um... Where's the little man? There we go. Drop this guy. 
All right, so here we are. So this is 36th Street, Brooklyn. Hmm. I wonder where the train is. It's, it's probably somewhere here. Yeah, so this is okay, so this is the the stop 36th Street um in Brooklyn. So this is where the shooting happened, which I got some footage of that as well for y'all. Don't worry, guys. And uh shout out to Ms. Bronx for helping me find that footage. She has, she's actually the one that got it for me. Um all right. <clears throat> At approximately 8:26 a.m. Oh, no, we read that one. Uh the riders reported that they had heard multiple gunshots and explosions on the train and that the train was filled with smoke. Videos posted shortly afterward to open source channels such as Twitter appeared to depict the scene. The video showed a stopped subway train that was pouring smoke out its doors. The videos also showed one or more passenger subway passengers who were lying prone on the floor of the station just outside the train. All right, so let's pull up this uh, for y'all real quick. Shout out to Ms. Bronx for getting this for me. Uh, what I'm about to show you guys is graphic, okay? So uh, viewer discretion is advised. Crazy guys. Fair use, fair use, fair use. All right, let's see here. Okay. Thanks for watching. All right, and then we got another one too, right? Uh that you pulled up. It was uh it was this one, right? No. No, that's not it. Can you uh can you pull it up for me? And then um send me the link here. So take that link and send it to me on Telegram. Okay. There's a little app below, just find Telegram and then send it to send it to, to me there. Okay. So that's uh guys, that was I'm very, very graphic here. I'll take a break, look at the chat real quick. Um Okay. Okay. And yes, this is live, guys. This is definitely live. Um, okay. We're good with audio and sound and everything. All right, cool. And yeah, that video is crazy, guys. Fucking crazy. Um, <clears throat> okay. So we got here... Um, we're on paragraph five. What was that? I got the video, but I don't know which one of them. Oh, okay. Here. Give me one sec, guys. Senate. Yeah, just send it to send it in that chat. All right, sorry about that, guys. Okay, so let's keep going. And I got another video I'm gonna pull up for y'all here in a second. Um, and that was the one that seven minutes. Um, yeah. Okay, I'll pull. I'll read another paragraph and then I'll and I'll read it. So we're on paragraph five. So um, and look at this, guys. I will show you guys this in complaints because the purpose of the complaint is set forth only those facts necessary to establish probable cause. I have not described all the relevant facts and circumstances which I am aware. You know, that's a little caveat there. Okay, paragraph five. Law enforcement officers who interviewed passengers were told that the perpetrators set off 
one or more smoke emitting devices in the train car wore a gas mask or similar protective device and appeared to be carrying a large number of items. Some passengers also told the law enforcement officers that the perpetrator fired a gun multiple times at passengers in the train car. Some passengers also told law enforcement officers that the assailant was dressed in what appeared to be a construction worker's vest. Can you pull up that vid for me too, Miss Bronx? The one that you had with the, uh, before with the, um, uh, with the worker vest. So, uh, yeah, guys, they have footage of this guy fucking everywhere, man. It was it was crazy. So I'm gonna pull up a video for y'all right now, actually. Um, that also shows some more. Okay. Y'all should be able to see what's on screen there. My fellow New Yorkers, we got it. We got it. This corner here of St. Mark's Place in First Avenue in East Village. This is where this all unfolded yesterday afternoon. And I want to show you about two blocks down. You can see the McDonald's where police say Frank James told them he would be waiting for them. And the first images we see of him in handcuffs happening right in front of these storefronts in this busy neighborhood where he seemed to be. You, you, you got it? Yeah. The other one? Oh, can you send me that one in the same telegram? So I'll show you what I mean by the construction outfit right now. But this is when they got him, right? Waiting in plain sight. Because he was just chilling in Manhattan like a dummy. The man police say is responsible for that devastating attack on the New York City. Okay, so let me show you all the footage real quick of him uh, and the construction stuff. Y'all got that? Cool. All right. There are a lot of people who will uh, feel a lot Here safer he is. on their <laughs> ride home from work or school or wherever they may be going this afternoon. He's got the gas mask on, hat, orange construction outfit. Let's uh, kind of play out how these puzzle pieces came together uh, for police and federal investigators. We know that throughout the early morning, uh, the suspect, James, was spotted on security video from the end line, from different stations on the end line. He apparently bore Fair use, fair use, fair use. And the end line, guys, is the train train line. Boarded and do me a favor. There's about 900 plus of y'all in here, guys. Do me a favor. Like the video. And rode the train for several hours, according to law enforcement sources, before carrying out the attack here. Now, there is no video from the 36th Street station. That camera, as we now know, wasn't functioning at the time of the attack. As that was going on, as they were looking at that video, federal agents traced the weapon used in the attack back to James. It was purchased legally 11 years ago in Ohio. So that was not so remember how I told you guys that the ATF, what they do is they're able to trace the gun back to the original purchaser. That's what they're able to do in this case. They're able to get the gun, run the serial numbers, and figure it out. Like the Bumbleclad video and subscribe to the Bumbleclad channel. Hashtag for the ATF. Thank you so much, Dollface. Shout out to her. Always helping out. Another key piece to all of this. They do say that it appears he acted alone. And then there's those videos that, that everyone's been talking about all morning. Dozens of just irate. You can barely get through that thing. Bigoted rants. Uh, and at least he's, like, hey, he's struggling. He's like, what the he fuck? talks about uh, the mayor here, Eric Adams, and his effort to reduce crimes in the need for more mass shooting. Did not want to go. Yeah. So, uh, they got the that boy all over the place. For, Unauthorized use prohibited. 27 <laughs> hours so he is in custody now one other note to add to all of this yeah. uh, all right so we got so we got him there all right 
so uh large number of items so there he goes that's that's him going into the train station guys <clears throat> search of the scene of the attack revealed two bags both of which were recovered from the scene the first bag contained among other items a firearm a plastic container containing gasoline a torch a u-haul key and multiple bank cards the firearm was a glock 17 pistol manufactured in austria Records provided by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Farms, and Explosives revealed that the farm was lawfully purchased in Ohio by an individual named Frank Robert James. And that is, uh, when they say records, guys, that's called an E-trace, okay? And I know this myself because I did a lot of gun cases when I was an agent myself. And, uh, you know, they were able to probably do an emergency and get it in a day. The fact that they were able to get it so quickly, um, you know, probably under the... Um, the circumstance of uh, domestic terrorism is, uh, you know, that's kudos to the ATF agent that made it happen. And a Glock 17, guys, I actually have a Glock 17 here. Give me a one in the chat if y'all want me to bring a Glock 17 and show y'all what it looks like on camera. Uh, give me a one in the chat if you guys want me to. If not, then I'll just continue on. Um, <clears throat> uh, so the firearm was lawfully purchased in Ohio by an individual named Ro uh, Frank Robert James. Marks on a serial number. Oh, this, oh, shit. Okay, they want ones. Okay, let me go get it real quick. Give me a sec. All right. All right, guys. So here's uh, my Glock 17. Remember, what do I tell you guys all the time? Gun safety. Gun is always pointed in a safe direction. You never point at anyone else. And you always want to deal with a gun that is safe, right? So here it is right here. Okay. Finger always off the trigger. Obviously, remove the magazine. Rack it. Okay, rack it a few times, check in there, make sure that there's nothing in there, right? Look away, and then look back in again. That's standard training, all right? But this is a gun right here. It's a Glock 17. I got a, a, a TLR-1 on it, a light. I actually used to use this gun um, when I was, you know, on the job. And, uh, yeah, it's a good gun, man. 17 rounds uh, with one in the chamber, right? This is what it looks like here, the back of it, okay? So this thing could definitely do some damage here. <clears throat> and um yeah yeah good gun good, definitely a good gun glocks are very reliable guys everyone loves them so yeah someone said full screen oh y'all want full screen okay let me full screen it real quick uh let me hear hit stop Shh. stop screen yeah there we go all right so here it is guys this is a glock 17 right here okay y'all saw me unload it earlier Obviously, remember, like I always said, guns always point in a safe direction, never anyone else. Um, this, obviously, I unloaded, removed the magazine, racked it a few times, right? You always make sure. And then what they teach you in the academy is they rack it back, look, touch in there, make sure there's nothing in there, look away, do it again, all right? So the gun is safe, and obviously always point in a safe direction. Finger always off the goddamn trigger. But the, uh, this is a Glock 17 right here, guys, okay? The serial number is actually right here okay this is where you find the serial number for a glock all right um right here and then also yeah you can't see it and then it's also right here two different places here and here all right and this is going to carry 17 rounds really good gun very good for like you know 
if you're not trying to conceal because it is big. It's 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 very very long long slide. So, um, yeah. And then this is the whole story. I used to have it back on back in the day when I was on the job. I used to use this gun for um, enforcement <clears throat> for enforcement operations. Okay. Anytime we were going to go raid a house or something like that, I would uh, that would be the gun I would take. But then I eventually switched over to the Glock 19 and the, and the Glock 26. But really good gun. So anyway, let's go back to the affidavit. Yeah, I knew you guys were going to be really excited about that. Goddamn good. I'm looking through the chat right now. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's continue on. Thank you guys so much for the support, by the way. We just got, we got 1,200 y'all in here. Do me a favor. Like the video. What's your thoughts on that, Bronx? Um, too many Glockies. <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Mark's on a serial number. Uh, let's see here. So, -da -da -da. the firearm was a Glock 17 pistol manufactured in Austria. Records provided by the Bureau of Alcohol and Tobacco Firearms. It's real that the firearm was lawfully purchased in Ohio by Frank James. Uh, marks on the serial number on the firearm appear to reflect that an attempt was made to deface the serial number as reflected in the photo below. Yeah, see, look, he tried to scratch the serial numbers off, but it's very difficult to do. And I showed y'all where the uh, where the serial numbers are. Right, it's right here. Let me see if I get that on camera. It's right here, so it's very difficult, guys, to get this thing scratched off because it's in two different places. Okay. He literally just made it more noticeable for real. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, real talk. That's what he did is actually make it more noticeable. <laughs> Fucking dummy. Fucking stupid. So, um, <clears throat> the second bag, the second bag contained fireworks, which are black powder filled explosives as depicted in the photograph below. Can you get me that video um, of the smoke on the train? I'll pull that up for the people too. Uh, one of the bank cards located in the first bag with the farm was a debit card issued by United States financial institution bank one in the name of Frank James <laughs> records provided by bank one indicate multiple telephone numbers associated with the account, including a telephone number with Milwaukee, Wisconsin area code four one four ending in two nine Oh three, the two nine Oh three number. Okay. Records provided by U-Haul revealed that on April 11, 2022, at approximately 2.03 p.m., an individual named Frank James rented a U-Haul in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with a white Chevy Express G2500 cargo van with Arizona plates, the U-Haul vehicle. U-Haul records reflected that the individual reserved and prepaid for the rental on or about April 6, 2022, provided U-Haul with the 2903 number as his contact information and advised U-Haul that he preferred to be contacted by text message at that number. Okay, so guys, why is this 293 number important? It's important because it directly links evidence found at the scene of the crime to a U-Haul application where when you're using a U-Haul, you have to put all your contact information there and it matches their records. So now they're able to definitively identify and tag this guy, uh, number one, identify him, and then also link him to the scene of the crime, okay? <clears throat> that individual also provided U-Haul with a Wisconsin's driver's license in the name of Frank Robert James with an uh, James with an address in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and a date of birth in 1959. <laughs> the photograph was from Wilson, Wisconsin's driver's license is depicted below and shows the defendant Frank James. Here he is. This guy is definitely holding L's all over the place. <laughs> L Marshall, 20 bucks, Myron. This is great respect. 
like the video, y'all. Yeah, guys, do, do me a favor. You guys don't have to donate a dollar. Thank you guys so much that when you do, though, I really appreciate it. Just like the video. That's all I need from y'all. And then, um, yeah, every dollar that you guys donate will go to maybe a chopped and cheese for this girl from the Bronx, right? Uh, is it, that, that's what y'all eat, right? Chopped cheese or something like that? Facts. Yeah, facts. All right. Um, and if I get the likes up, I'll expose her Instagram for y'all. <laughs> uh, okay, 10. Uh, New York City Police Department video surveillance cameras recorded the U-Haul vehicle driving over the Verrazano Narrows Bridge at approximately 4.11 a.m. on April 12, 2022 and entering Brooklyn, New York. The U-Haul vehicle crossed state lines from Pennsylvania to New Jersey and then to New York. A photograph of the U-Haul vehicle driving over Verrazano Narrows Bridge is below. Look at this guy. They got him with the same orange outfit. You can see his dumbass right there, bro. fed it if i didn't pull it up for y'all right so let's pull up the verrazano bridge real quick for y'all okay because we got a lot of international viewers and there are a bunch of people that aren't necessarily from the new york tri-state area so uh let me see here i hate driving in new york bros i'll tell you that that shit is trash that shit is trash but okay so here's the verrazano bridge my friends i'm gonna pull this up for y'all Okay, the Verrazano Narrows Bridge has a central spin of 4,260 feet. It was the longest suspension bridge in the world until it was surpassed by something. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, so the Verrazano Narrows Bridge is a suspension bridge connecting the New York City boroughs of Staten Island and Brooklyn. It spans the Narrows, a body of water linking the relatively enclosed Upper New York Bay with Lower New York Bay and Atlantic Ocean. It is the only fixed crossing of the narrow so here it is right here guys let's get this bad boy on the thing on the on the map okay so let's zoom out a bit so my man here's Staten island right here now he crosses into brooklyn okay and then you got uh this is new york right here okay you got uh where's where the here's newark uh, Manhattan is over here. Brooklyn is over here. So let's go back. Let's see if I can drop the little man here. Was this like some kind of trail? Not where am I? God damn it. Let me back up a little bit. Might have dropped it in the wrong place. Uh... Let's drop the man maybe here. All right, there we go. All right. So this is the bridge, guys. Right. And this takes you from, this is the Staten Island side right here that I'm coming from. Yeah, this is the Staten Island side. Because you can see right here on the bottom portion. Right, yep. This is the Staten Island side where we are right now. And then this bad boy gets you all the way to Brooklyn. I remember being on this bridge as a kid. No, this way, man. God damn it. Okay, that's the furthest it goes. Google, don't take you no further. Let's see. Yeah, it don't take you no further. All right. So let's back up here. So, okay. Now that we kind of have a visual. So he came from Staten Island all the way to Brooklyn. 
Okay, we got Marquise 912. Uh, five bucks. Whenever a suspect doesn't hide his trail like that, it usually meant they never intended to live to face the consequences. Fantastic point. Very, very true. Very, very true. Okay. So at approximately 6, 12 a.m. on April 12, 2022, a surveillance camera located at West 7th Street and Kings Highway in Brooklyn, New York, recorded an individual wearing a yellow hard hat, orange working jacket, reflective tape, carrying a backpack in his right hand and dragging a rolling bag in his left hand, leaving the U-Haul vehicle on foot. A photograph from surveillance is video is below. And I already know what y'all want. So let's pull this bad boy up on the map right now. Okay. I think we have some, we might have some footage of that too, actually. Let me see here. Let me pull it up on Google for y'all first. So here we are. We got the smoke thing too, right? Yeah. Okay, you got, you sent it in the mm -hmm. telegram? Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, right here. So right around here, if I'm not mistaken, because... So, okay, so this right here. Hmm, maybe it changed. Maybe this building. It looks like it, this is the corner right here. I think. Uh, is that it? Yeah, you can see yeah it is. You can see the sign. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a, there's our boy right here. Injured too. Okay. There we go. So yeah. So this building has changed. It's not like, this is probably an older, uh, this is from 2019. That makes sense. Versus in 2022, this is what it looks like now. So they've clearly rebuilt it. Um, so this is where he was when they, when they caught him on the surveillance camera. <clears throat> and then, uh, what else were we looking at? It was something else I wanted to show y'all. Uh, yeah, um, I think they're going to mention it again in the affidavit and we'll pull it off for them. Okay. Uh, so here he is right here, right? Okay. So law enforcement subsequently located the U-Haul vehicle parked on the side of the road in the vicinity of 366 Kings Highway in Brooklyn, New York. So they found the U-Haul vehicle. Okay. Uh, notably the location is approximately two blocks from a New York city transit end stop subway stop and law enforcement recovered a jacket or reflective tape, which matches the jacket worn by the individual in the surveillance footage. At the scene of uh, the attack near the two bags discussed above. Okay, so let's go ahead and pull this bad boy up too. I know you guys really enjoy this stuff. So, uh, bam. All right. This guy was sloppy. Worst criminal ever. This might. This might. This guy might be. Uh, nah, I'm still gonna say the Wu guys were worse. But yeah, this dude. Okay, so. Here we go. Actually, I'm going to minimize it a bit just so y'all can see. 366 Kings Highway, notably located approximately two blocks from a New York City um, city transit end stop. So here, okay, that's a bus stop. Two blocks away. And I think they have a picture of it too in the affidavit. Let me see here if they have it. 
of the truck. Nah, they don't. Okay. So, in the vicinity, okay. You know what? Let me see here. Uh, Three Kings Highway. If I put end stop, guys, maybe that will help me find it. End stop. Is this it? No. Well, this is the area. Man, Brooklyn is getting cleaned up, bro. Damn. That area used to be terrible. Gentrification for you. But anyway, okay. Um, law officer officer spoke to an individual whose identity is known to the affiant who was on the subway during the April 12, 2022 attack. The individual identified the attacker as a heavyset man wearing an orange reflective jacket, yellow hard hat, and paper face mask, and carrying a large roller bag, which... Um, is exactly what I showed y'all earlier. <laughs> um, here, let me pull up that thing one more time so you guys can see what I'm talking about here. Hmm, let's see here. Looks very similar, right? So, the individual identified the attacker as a heavyset man wearing an orange reflective jacket, yellow hard hat, and paper face mask. And here he is. In the flesh. Boom. With a roller bag. I'm bigoted rant right. And you can see him with the low. On security video from the you can see him with the low roller bag right there. The he apparently boarded. Law enforcement officers then showed the surveillance video from West 7th Street and Kings Highway described above. The surveillance, uh, the individual stated in some substance that the physical, and when they say substance, guys, this means in, like it's summarized, that the physical build, I used to say this all the time in affidavit as well, that the physical build, orange jacket, and yellow hard hat of the individual depicted on the video matched that of the attacker. In addition, the individual stated in some substance that the roller bag in the video matched the roller bag that he saw the attacker holding on the subway, which y'all saw in the video footage right there. As noted above, the attack took place at approximately 8.26 a.m. on April 12, 2022, at approximately 8.40 a.m., a surveillance camera recorded individual who appears to match Frank James, Wisconsin's driver's license photograph, walking up the stairs and exiting the New York City Transit N train subway stop located at 25th Street, one subway stop away from the approximate location of the attack at the 36th Street subway station. A still image from the surveillance video is included uh, below to the left, and James's driver's license is below to the right. So here he is. They got him on camera right there. Bam. And this is at and train subway stop located at 25th Street. You know what? Let's see if we can pull this up, this bad boy up right now. Give me some ones in the chat, guys, if you're enjoying this. Ms. Bronx, what's your take on this? It's fire. I like it. You like it? I mean, this nigga was out of pocket, but. <laughs> oh, man. This dude crazy, huh? Dead ass. Um, okay, so here we are. This is the area, guys. Let's see if we can follow. Oh, here we go. Bam. Right here. Okay. So, you know where the camera is? It was probably like right here somewhere. So, let's match this bad boy up. There he is. Yep. Camera's probably up here somewhere. 
in this area to be able to catch him coming off uh, uh, out the corner. But there he is. Yo, C-Town, I haven't seen one of those in a minute. They still have those? Yo, what, what's up with uh, Pathmark? As she nods her head. Do you, yeah, I don't have Pathmark no more, right? No. That one out of business? Yeah. Oh, that's before your time. You probably don't even know what that is. All right, but yeah, so we identified where it is, guys, all right? We know where he, they caught him with that. Okay. I says that these photographs depict the same individual, James. Additionally, law enforcement agents recovered uh, from the jacket with the reflective tape that Frank James dis apparently discarded on the cyber platform, a receipt for storage unit number 318 with a particular storage facility. Information provided by the storage facility indicated that the unit, which was located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, was registered to James. Records from Lyft revealed that James visited the storage facility at approximately 6.17 p.m. on April 11, 2022, the day before the attack. The FBI was not fucking around on this one, bro. They're out here pulling Lyft records on my man. On April 12, 2022, law enforcement agents executed a court-authorized warrant to search the storage unit. It's registered to Frank James. Inside, law enforcement agents recovered, among other items, 9mm ammunition, which, by the way, guys, just so y'all know, the Glock 17 yeah, does use 9mm ammunition. Um, Ms. Bronx, can you do me a huge favor? Can you look, uh, Google, where this storage unit is in Philadelphia? I'm sure someone's going to leak the address somewhere. We'll, we'll pull it up for the people. And just for you guys that are wondering, this is what a 9mm round looks like. Let me uh, stop sharing real quick so can, I can show it to y'all. Okay, because the Glock 17, guys, carries 9mm rounds. Okay. Can y'all see that? Is it blurry? Damn it. That, that is, that is uh, what a 9mm looks like. Okay. And again, for the new viewers out there, this is what a Glock 17 is. This one has a light on it, of course. But in general, this is, um, this is what a Glock 17 is. It, you know, minus the light. This is it. Always keep it pointed point in safe direction. Finger always off the trigger. Can't stress that enough, guys. Gun safety is very, very important. All right. So let's go back to the affidavit. And just so you guys know, uh, the Glock 17, the Glock 19, and the Glock 26 are 9mm. The Glock... Um, 27 the glock um the glock 27 is 40 caliber uh and the glock um is the glock 18 long story short they had th those three guns i just mentioned the 17 the 19 and the um 17 19 and 26 those are all nine millimeter and then there's versions of that in 40 caliber okay Okay. Oh yeah, Glock. Yeah, the Glock 22, the Glock 23, and the Glock 27. Thank you very much to, to the guys out there. I forgot because I don't I don't use 40 round. But yes, those guns are the 40 caliber versions of the Glock. On April 12, 2020, uh, 2022. <laughs> sorry. Um, on April 12, 2022, law enforcement agents executed. Oh no, read that one. Oh yeah. So they find nine millimeter ammunition, which matches the gun that he was using, a threaded nine millimeter nine millimeter pistol barrel that allows for a silencer or suppressor to be attached targets and a two, two, three caliber ammunition, which is used with AR 15 semi-automatic rifle. Goddamn law enforcement also identified an apartment used by Frank James in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania records from Lyft revealed that an account associated with James ordered Lyft rides to or from the Philadelphia apartment approximately 21 times from March 28, 2022 
through April 1st, 2022. Information provided from the, by the management company revealed that James rented the apartment for 15 days beginning on or about March 28th, 2022. Okay. So he was going back and forth all over the place. On April 13th, 2022, law enforcement agents executed a court authorized warrant on Philadelphia apartment rented by Frank James. Inside the apartment, law enforcement agents recovered, among other items, an empty magazine for a Glock handgun. Which is this, guys? This is what a Glock uh, handgun uh, magazine typically looks like. Okay. Um, a taser, a high capacity rifle magazine, and blue smoke canister. God damn. And speaking of smoke, uh, I'm going to pull up for y'all. Um, well, Ms. Bronx helped me out on the side, by the way. She's getting y'all the uh, address for the uh, apartment. Um, a high capacity, uh, I'm going to show y'all the smoke that he uh, released on all the people here. Give me one second. Um, for that video, go to five minutes and 30 seconds. The last one you just sent me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let me show them the smoke first. Because my man out here thinking that this is Call of Duty or some shit. We're joined now by Yav Montano. He was on the train as this shooting took place. Yav the back end of the same car. What was that? Five minutes, 30 seconds. Five minutes, 30 seconds on this one? Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. Bam. Shout out to Ms. Bronx helping out. Zyaka, see, you can't see shit. Now, Yav, we're seeing people there covering fair their use, mouths, fair use. smoke in the car. As the car is moving... All right, let me see if there's other angles. So he's the one that took that video. All right, they're just playing that one. But yeah, that's what gives you guys insights to like kind of what it was like. And then... Um, All right, so here we go. Brooklyn subway shooter allegedly rented Philly apartment, kept weapons, CAC, and storage unit. Was there a video for it? Um, no? Okay. So, um, do they have the address here by chance? No? Okay, Frank James, a man charged an opening fire. Uh, da -da -da -da, let's see here. Okay, North Philly. So he had a storage locker in North Philly. That's the hood, by the way, in case you guys were wondering. Um, there was a 30-hour manhunt. They got him in a day almost. Uh, found the two-bedroom unit using the sword. Okay. See if you can find a video if possible. Okay, go to the other video. I can oh, you just sent me another video? Okay. All right, here we go. We got y'all, baby. We got y'all. This one's it. Is this like an ad or something? Yeah, it's about to show that. Okay, here we go. All right. Goddamn ads. Some things in life are worth waiting for. I'll mute this thing while it plays. But yeah, guys, so <clears throat> basically, uh, anytime the police find that you have like, you know, a storage unit or an apartment or whatever, and you committed some kind of violent act, they're always going to get a search warrant to go ahead and see if they can find other evidence and or potentially other um, violations, right? Whether you had weapons, you had some bombs, whatever else like that. So definitely for now, security. Allegedly opened fire on a crowded subway. He was in Philadelphia, according to court documents. A newly released federal criminal. There's a U-Haul. 
that he was using. The complaint says James rented this white van from a Philadelphia U-Haul company and drove it to New York early the next morning. Oh, and okay. So when I pulled it up earlier, y'all, we, we, I remember seeing this building right here. So, okay, that's where the truck the actually was. The connection began well before that day. I'm on my way to Philadelphia. Weeks before the shooting, James was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's where his driver's license says he's from, according to court documents. One of his neighbors told the NBC affiliate there she recognized his photo. I hear him sometimes yelling on the phone, arguing about things. In a series of rambling and bigoted YouTube videos, now removed from YouTube for violating community standards, <laughs> James details a late March. So Milwaukee, Fort, Indi Fort Wayne, Indiana. March trip leaving Wisconsin and heading to Philadelphia. On March 25th, he posted he arrived. Here we are in Philadelphia. In this video, he says he's unloading his things at this safeguard self-storage near Gerard and Broad, while the storage company... Oh, okay. Is this it right here, probably? Gerard and Broad? Mm -hmm. Here, let me rewind that real quick. Let's see if we can pull this bad boy up for y'all. Self-storage near Gerard and Broad. He says he's unloading his things at this safeguard self-storage near Gerard and Broad. Can you type that in? Search that real quick. Gerard and Broad Philadelphia storage unit. While the storage company could not confirm James had a unit there, the new court documents revealed James traveled to a storage facility 21 times between yeah. March 28th That's what we just and read. April 10th. The complaint says law enforcement officials searched the unit and found handgun and rifle ammunition and a pistol. We're ahead of y'all. agents say they also found an empty Glock magazine, a rifle magazine, and a blue smoke canister in an apartment James was renting in the city. Despite prior reports of James having a criminal history in Pennsylvania, there are no criminal records in the state for a Frank James with his date of birth. But police said he's been arrested nine times in New York and three times in New Jersey. Yeah, he just probably used different names. 1992 and 2007 there for trespass velocity and disorderly conduct all right uh let's see yeah so he he definitely has a criminal history now, guys he just said he probably got arrested under other names but when you roll his fingerprints you're going to figure out who the hell he is all right so <clears throat> In videos posted publicly on YouTube before the April 12, 2022 attack, Frank James made various statements about the New York City subway system. Among other things, James addressed statements to New York City's mayor. What are you doing, brother? What's happening with this homeless situation? And everyone and every car I went to was loaded with homeless people. It was so bad I couldn't even stand. James also made statements to some substance about various conspiracy theories, including that. And so that the message to me is I should have gotten a gun and just started shooting motherfuckers. Yep. And YouTube took that shit down. Um, this application request Permission to execute the applied for arrest warrant at a premises upon reasonable grounds to believe that Frank James will be found there without knocking and announcing the presence of law enforcement personnel. And at any time of the day or night, executing the warrant in this manner is appropriate because as set forth herein, there are reasonable grounds to believe that if the defendant is found within a premises at the time of the execution of the arrest warrant, that knocking and announcing the presence of law enforcement personnel prior to executing the arrest warrant would create an imminent threat of physical violence to the agents executing their warrants and or other persons. Okay, guys, so this is prior to them having him in custody, okay? That's why they're writing this warrant up to go and pick him up. Um, and obviously because of the type of person that he is, they don't know if he's crazy or he's going to hurt them or whatever it is. So they're trying to get a no-knock warrant, okay, and that they could do it at any time. And more than likely, they probably would have used the FR, uh, they, I would have, I would, I'll bet my left testicle that if they had not caught him, what they would have done was they would have sent the F FBI HRT. Now, I know you guys are probably wondering, who the fuck is the FBI HRT? I'll pull it up for y'all real quick. So, Haas's rescue team, okay, that's like their elite 
um that's their elite um rescue squad okay that's like their like their seal tim six so this is them right here okay hrt um the HRT is the elite tactical unit of the FBI. The HRT was formed to provide a full-time federal law enforcement tactical capability to respond to major terrorist incidents throughout the United States. So anytime there's some crazy stuff going on where like you're going to need a breach or you're going to, you know, you got a hostage situation or whatever, they call these guys in, they're FBI agents, and they live in Quantico. They live and train. They don't carry, they don't carry cases. They're 24-7 SWAT only, okay? So they would have probably used them to go and do it, but that's why in his affidavit, he's trying to get a no knock because I'll tell you guys this for me being an agent, when you get an arrest warrant or a search warrant for somebody, you got it pretty much executed between the hours of 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And if you want to go ahead and execute outside of those hours, right, you need to be able to rationalize and justify why you need either a no knock or a, um, or a, a, like basically like a anytime type warrant. And in this case, he's articulating this guy's dangerous, etc. We need to be able to hit him whenever we see most uh, reasonable, okay? Because they're probably going to put them under surveillance, all that other stuff. I found a storage unit. You found a storage unit? Hey, shout to Don DeMarco. Don DeMarco. To the Bronx out here helping out. You sent to me in the chat? Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to pull this storage up for unit for y'all real fast. This is where he was um, storaging his shit, I guess. Um, bam. This is it, gentlemen. Is it right here? Storage at 122 North Broad Street, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. A safeguard self-storage. Let's pull it up on the map, too. Actually, you know what? Can I drop it on the map? You know what? Fuck. This is it. Bam. Here it is. And you can actually see it, like, on camera, too, when he was pulling up. Because I remember it was showing like this little area here. So this is it right here. And this is in Philly. Let me see here. Open up this map. Can we expand this? All right. What part of this? I think this is in North Philly. It is, right? Mm -hmm. God damn it. Well, let me zoom out. Zoom out some more. Okay. Well, let me zoom out. I hate Google. I love it, but I hate it at the same time. But y'all get the idea. This is it right here. Bam. All right. We we do some real live detective work here. Um, okay. So we're going back to uh, the execution of the arrest warrant. Um, there is reasonable grounds to believe that if the defendant is found within a premise at the time of the execution of the arrest warrant, that knocking and announcing the presence of law enforcement personnel prior to executing the arrest warrant would create an imminent threat of physical violence to the agents and executing their warrant and or... Uh, to the agent executing the warrant and or other persons. Specifically, the defendant James is accused of using a weapon to attempt to kill dozens of people, and I believe that if law enforcement were to knock and announce their presence, yeah, he shot his gun like 30 times, guys, and injured like 10 people. Uh, before a premises in which they believe he would be found, James would take advantage of the opportunity to ambush law enforcement. Also, the fact that he was so sloppy in his tracks, he probably wanted to get caught and get in a shootout. So that's something else that he probably doesn't want to put in the affidavit, but that's something else as well that's in mind. Additionally, described here, law enforcement recovered additional ammunition and firearm per, uh, peripherals from James' storage locker and rented apartment. This included a quantity of 223 caliber ammunition and a high-capacity rifle magazine, yet no rifle was recovered, suggesting that James has access to additional firearms. Due to the foregoing, the applied-for warrant would permit law enforcement personnel to enter a premises with reasonable grounds to believe that James would be found there without first knocking and announcing the presence and at any time or day or night. So 
I think he has more than enough probable cause to go ahead and get in any time and no knock warrant. But in situations like this, more than likely what they would do is they would send in the FBI HRT and they would do it. They would fucking use smoke. They would use his tactics against them. They throw smoke grenades on his ass and shit. So, um, but they're not going to come in with Glock 17s. I'll tell you that. Um, so here we go. So this is pretty much the end. Wherefore, your deponent respectfully requests that an arrest warrant issue so the defendant, Frank James, may be dealt with according to law. It is further requested that this court issue the order an order sealing until further order of the court this complaint and affidavit and then blah 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 right he's trying to get uh, no no knock warrants etc and here we go jose alvarez special agent federal bureau of investigation signature etc bam he got this signed on april uh 13th uh electronic reliable electronic means they probably did this on facetime they swore him in probably on facetime since thanks to covid so okay there was something else so i got another video here i'll show y'all so they ended up getting him. We got it. This corner here of St. Mark's Place in First Avenue in East Village. This is where this all unfolded yesterday afternoon. And I want to show you about two blocks down. You can see the McDonald's where police say Frank James told them he would be waiting for them. And the first images we see of him in handcuffs happening right in front of the storefronts in this busy neighborhood where he seemed to be hiding in plain sight. See, as you can see, FBI, GTTF. And that's what set me off that I knew that this was going to be a terrorism case when I saw this. The man police say is responsible for that devastating attack on the New York City. New York City is always very famous for doing the perp walk, something that Rudy Giuliani used to uh, made very popular. And the perp walk guys is basically when they walk them outside with all the news out there waiting and everything like that um, and, uh, you know, make it a media spectacle. Subway is waking up behind bars. So oh, hold on. Y'all might have not caught that. OK, this guy right here. I think this guy's the HSI special agent. This is our this is the, the the badge right here. Hold on. Let's go back a little bit. Yep. This guy's a special agent with HSI. I can see right here from the badge. Because as long as it says Homeland Security Investigations, special agent. And here he is with his badge right there. So HSI was involved in this too. This guy's probably assigned to the Joint Terrorism Task Force. Um, since they did the case. And just so y'all know, the Joint Terrorism Task Force has every agency there. It has DEA, it has ATF, it has HSI, it has obviously the FBI, it has NYPD, it has um Members from the NYPD. It has the people from the New York State Police Department. They have people from the corrections. They have everyone sits there, guys. Because when you do terrorism, you guys don't know how they were able to solve this case so quickly because they were able to quickly get pictures from the Verrazano Bridge. They were able to quickly get surveillance footage from uh, the the train stations. They were able to quickly grab um, uh, the U-Haul uh, truck and get it searched. Like when the JTTF does the case, they're they all come together and they're able to work and leverage each other's skills and uh, leverage each other's um, abilities. Okay. Cause every agency has different authorities and different abilities that are unique to that agency. So for example, when I used to work for HSI, right? A lot of the times, if you're a part of the JTTF, if someone comes into the United States, you can search them without a warrant because you have customs authority. FBI doesn't have customs authority. So you saw someone that was like, you know, that someone of interest that's coming into the United States, you go ahead uh, with an HSI agent, and y'all can like you know surreptitiously search their shit because they don't have uh, an uh, they don't have a re reasonable expectation of privacy when they enter the United States or when they leave. It's all under customs authority. The FBI can't do that. Only you can as HSI agent. So you know that's just one example of being able to leverage other agencies' powers. NYPD has the entire city under surveillance. The feds don't have access to that. The, the city does though, and they're able to give partners on the JTTF access to that, and that's how they're able to quickly get this guy in 30 hours, guys. 
which is fucking crazy. But yeah, so this guy, HSI right here, I could tell from the badge, FBI agent probably right here, NYPD. Waking up behind bars, 62-year-old Frank James taken into custody Wednesday by a swarm of NYPD officers in the city's East Village neighborhood. Now, ABC News has learned James himself called police, telling them where he was and describing what he was wearing. That Actually, this dude right here might be the case agent. That might be um, the guy that we just read the, the um, affidavit, uh, Jorge Alvarez. Saying he would be in a McDonald's charging his phone when they arrived. With help from Good Samaritans, he was spotted just a few blocks away. He was just walking like normal, like like he didn't do anything before, like something. He's like normal person. Police arriving to that area slowly... Dude, that looked like goddamn. ...surrounding the man suspected of shooting 10 people and injuring dozens more Tuesday morning. Now facing terror-related charges. And we showed you all the footage of, you know, the aftermath of that. People on the ground bleeding and stuff. According to the federal complaint, the 62-year-old rented a U-Haul on April 11th at 2.30 p.m. in Philadelphia. Surveillance video capturing that van crossing the Verrazano Bridge into Brooklyn at approximately 4.11 Tuesday morning. You can even see him with the orange. Yeah, see, look. Two hours later, at 6.12 a.m., authorities say surveillance video captured James on a Brooklyn street corner wearing construction clothing. That orange vest described by witnesses along with a backpack and rolling bag. He heads into a nearby subway station to board a Manhattan-bound end train. Then, at approximately 8.26 a.m., while on board the train, James allegedly releases a gas canister and opens fire. <laughs> Subway riders spilling onto the platform, some performing life-saving measures. It's possibly the biggest setback for Vladimir Putin of this war so far. All right. So, yeah, man, dude is fucking stupid thinking that, yo, man, New York City does not play with that stuff, guys. Like, New York City does not play they, the the FBI JTTF in New York City goes hard as fuck in the paint, man. Nine eleven made them. Uh, woo, that 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 dude got was a dummy. Um, okay, so let's uh, hit some of these chats real quick. Uh, we got uh, Serg V ninety four. Yo, sorry I'm late, but happy Sunday or Easter, either or. Thank you so much, bro. Appreciate that greatly. Um, so I'll turn it over to to um uh, Ms. Bronx. You got anything before uh, I turn it over to Q and A? All right, we got 1,500 of y'all in here, by the way. Let's see how many likes we got. I didn't want to stop the video for likes, guys, because you know I hate doing that. We got 1.1. Guys, can you do me a quick favor? Like the video. Get me up to 100% engagement, you know, because doing these videos, it's not the easiest, you know. Um, got to do a lot of research and everything and make sure that it's entertaining at the same time. Last time I was at NYC, I took the subway from Lower Manhattan to the Bronx for a Yankees game. It's cheaper than Ubering, but Lord, it's ratchet. Facts. Michael Canonas, he snitched on himself to try to get the money. Two dollars. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, he did actually. Yeah, he called Crime Stoppers. Oh, speaking of Crime Stoppers, here there's a couple of people. Let's have some fun with this while we get the likes up. Uh, a bunch of people actually are. It was a fifty thousand dollar reward, and a bunch of people called in. Award money. But he did snitch on himself too. Reports, it's not so easy to answer. Who will get the reward? That's him. Several sharp-eyed citizen sleuths saw the hulking suspect wandering around Manhattan's East Village and alerted the police. Yeah, he called the police, told them where he was at. He told them he was at a McDonald's, and then he walked over to another place charging his phone. That's when they grabbed him. Who saw him first? Was it this guy named Zach? I thought that police, this is the guy. He did that problem in Brooklyn. This guy, catch him, guys. Catch him. Oh, wait, is it not on video? My bad. I didn't share the thing. I'm sorry, guys. I just realized I didn't share the screen with y'all. 
My bad, my bad, my bad. Amateur hour over here. Let's play that back from the beginning. Sorry, guys. So this is about the reward. The name of the video is Cops Credit Teen with uh, Frank James Tip that led to arrest. But a bunch of people called in. Uh, Gracie Habib, 20 bucks to show my support. Are you still going to break down 9-11? Yes, I will break down 9-11, but that one I already know. That's going to be like a three-hour podcast. I already know. It's going to be very, very long. I'm going to have to do my research. I'm going to have to figure out which documentaries I'm going to use for you guys that I'm not going to get hit with because I don't care. Like, this, like when I use documentaries and I get hit with copyright or whatever on this channel, guys, I don't mind it so much because like a, a couple of my videos aren't monetized, but I don't care because I want the video to be out there for y'all to learn because like this, this channel isn't like a money grab. It's like I truly enjoy this stuff. I love sharing my information, uh, my knowledge. Uh, from what I used to do as a federal agent myself and giving you all kind of an insight and explaining things on a deeper level that you you ain't going to find nowhere else on YouTube. Okay. So I don't do this channel for the money. I do it for you guys. Real, real talk. I really do. Um, so, okay. DJ uh, John, five bucks. You should still, you should still this mic for the regular day podcast. The sound quality is immaculate. Uh, well, here's the thing. It's because um, no one else is here in the studio. <laughs> um, and then what else do we got here? Uh, okay. Anything else? Did I miss any other chats? Okay. Subway shooting was in court today, facing terrorism charges. His capture ended one of the largest manhunts in New York history. Now the question is, who gets the $50,000 reward money? As Les Trent reports, it's not so easy to answer. Who will get the reward? That's him. Several sharp-eyed citizen sleuths saw the hulking suspect wandering around Manhattan's East Village and alerted the police. Fair use, fair use, ninjas. This dude is funny as hell. But who saw him first? Was it this guy named Zach? I thought that police, this is the guy. He did that problem in Brooklyn. This guy, he catch him, guys, catch him. And he catch him. Thank God we catch him. Thank you very much. <laughs> Zach's joy is going viral today. Talk show host Trevor Noah is rooting for him. They catch him. They catch him. Thank God they catch him. Ah, uh, Trevor Noah, shut the fuck up, bro. You're such a fucking clown. Like, like that, I ain't gonna lie, bro. That's like one person I just don't like. Like Trevor Noah is is literally like, bro. Like he he is the epitome of virtue signaler, bro. Like literally the epitome of virtue signaler. The worst, the uh, fucking worst. And there's not many people that I dislike in, in media that I am open about disliking, but he's definitely one of them. Not funny, corny, super liberal, super woke, super anti-anything conservative. Like, bro, you're not like, I don't even think, what is he, South African? I don't even think he's American. I don't I don't know if he, still ha if he has his American citizenship yet. And he's over here like commenting on like American politics. And it's like, bro, shut up. You know what I mean? There, let me look this guy. Let me look this up while I play this for y'all. His face, I immediately knew that that was him. Portrait painter Lee Vasu was having lunch with his family when he saw Frank James. I told my wife, I was like, and quietly because he was right there. It's not like, you know, hey, let's call 911. Or could it be this guy, Francisco Puebla, who owns a hardware store in the neighborhood? He was walking this way and I saw him. And I say, okay, this is the guy. Well, according to police, the $50,000 reward belongs to this guy, a 17-year-old <laughs> photography student named Jack Griffin. I saw uh, Frank James sitting down at that bench over there. 
Jack tells CNN he was on a field trip with his photography class when he spotted New York's most wanted man. I was just looking for things to shoot on the street, graffiti, um, anything. And then I suddenly saw him and I was like, that's the guy. That's what the police report said that he would look like. So I got out my camera and I quickly took a photo of the street. And that's when he noticed that he was being photo. And here's his uh, Jack Sond, Jay Griffin, possible Frank James sighting. Let's let's see if we can pull this bad boy up on Twitter. Ms. Bronx, you love Twitter, don't you? Can you give me the link? All right. And uh, he started walking away. And this is the bench where Jack saw the suspect sitting. Hey, oh, uh, his Twitter Jay, handle is, uh, this is the bench where Jack hold on. And that's what is Jay Griffin 231. Jay Griffin 231 is his uh, Twitter handle. When he noticed that he was being photographed and uh, he started walking away. And this is the bench where Jack saw the suspect sitting. Cops say it was the high school student's tip posted on Twitter at 1029 a.m that focus their search here in the East Village. Cops say while all these sightings were happening, Frank James called the cops on himself. Yesterday, Mr. James- And here's the thing, I already knew the answer. On the news. He called Crime Stoppers to help. <laughs> it's because he knew they got him. He told them where he was. And we're learning more about his criminal history. He has 15 prior arrests going back to the 90s for a range of offenses, including burglary, larceny, and disorderly conduct. The bloody attack has left New Yorkers spooked. Subway ridership dropped 5% the day after the attack. That's quite a bit. Lots of people are looking for alternate ways to get around. I don't like the subways. I'm not saying riding a bike cannot be dangerous. I've gotten into mishaps, but I still feel safer. I'd rather walk if I didn't have my bike. Serious dangerous down there the suspect is being held without bail all right of course they're not going to give him bond there's no way so yeah so um so okay so what we're going to do now i'm read some chats uh, all right we got at this rate i'd rather ride a city bike instead of riding the subway okay fair enough don't blame you um and then let's see here okay i'm gonna go through here make sure i don't miss anyone's chats okay uh, Karan Kaur, five bucks Canadian. Happy Vasiki to all my six in the chat. Shout out to you. Three Diglets, bro. Can you cover the Chris Benoit case too? Ooh. Okay, I'll make a note of that one. Guys, for those, some of you guys that are wondering, Chris Benoit was a former wrestler for the WWE. He killed himself and his children uh, and his wife uh, is pretty much what it was. Murder-suicide. Uh, DJ Don, you should still... This mic for the regular day pot. Oh, I think he means that before. Okay, just showing support. Uh, Gracie, I beat Michael Canonis. Okay, uh, Michael Canonis goes, he snatched himself to try to get money, probably. Uh, Raul, last time I was in NYC, I took the subway. Okay, I read that one. Yeah, we're up today. I think we're up today, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Um. oh, Elevate Entertainment. I didn't read that. Two bucks. A show all about crime and Byron A came through. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, 10 bucks from blackmail first. The feds botched the Whitmer gov case and people are raising doubts about 1-6 due to 20 agents being involved. Do you think he was aided by feds to push an agenda against Minosphere content creators? The feds botched the Whitmer case, government case? I'll, I'll, ch- I'll take a look at that one. Uh, Venom, turn on the transit lines layer in Google Maps. Okay. I know there was a convo about the location being his actual target. The smoke bomb went off accidentally in the train. So where was he really going to go? He probably wanted to go to Manhattan. Uh, Gabe Gonzalez. Myron, can you turn these into audio on Spotify? I could. 
Uh, I'm going to have to hire someone to do that, though. Uh, Marquise912, whenever a suspect doesn't hide his trail like that, it usually meant they never intended to live to face the consequences. Yep, read that one. Myron, this great respect, like the video, y'all, and that's from L. Marshall, 20 bucks. Um, he don't love you, five. Uh, okay, right on, man. With interest rates getting higher and higher, should it be wise for me to buy my first property with a high interest rate or wait until it goes down? Bro, you got to understand the interest rates right now are still low. Even 5% interest rate is still good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like we're a little bit spoiled that we were able to get interest rates at the 3% for real estate, but a 5% interest rate is not that bad, bro. So buy now, man. Buy now. Don't don't wait. Like, invest now. Uh, Diglett, three Diglets. Y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. Okay. Uh, Dollface TV earlier, telling you, got, you guys to like the video and subscribe. And also, guys, uh, what are the likes at right now? Let's see here. I'm going to refresh the page. If you guys like the video... 1.2. Get me to 1.4, and I'll and I'll show you guys who Miss Bronx is. <laughs> uh, all right, like the video, support the channel. We need a Miss Andrus on the soundboard for the ladies. Okay, um, Allison Mack. I'm just making sure I didn't leave any of you guys in the dust when it comes to chats. Um, I really appreciate all you guys supporting. Uh, Ayo, never knew Dwayne Wade had a kid with someone else. That's Cardi Bands. Dog, my popcorn's almost gone. Uh, Karan Core, this one's gonna be crazy. Uh, okay, I think I think we're caught up on all the chats. I think we're caught up. So, um, all right, guys, yo, I hope you guys enjoyed the video. Um, let's see here what we are with the likes. If we get to 1.4, I'll reveal, but it doesn't look like it because y'all, yeah, I don't like to like the video. <laughs> they always get mad when I don't show who's helping me out, they get pissed. Uh, Yo, get get it to yeah, <laughs> Yo, get it to one point four, niggas. Uh, I'll give y'all. I'm gonna put my timer on. I'll give you guys thirty seconds. The time is ticking. It's ticking right now. Thirty seconds guys 30 seconds if we get to 1400 likes oh my God. <laughs> i will give y'all the instagram of bronx and you guys can go ahead and spam her and say thank you for helping out because she did help me out with getting a lot of these videos for y'all we'll talk we'll oh, talk man. what was that it's up there is what? Is up? It's up there. It's it's up it's up where? It's at one point four. Oh, it's 1.4? Oh shit, okay. <laughs> Alright, let me That's wag. Yeah, well. Too bad for you. Alright, guys. It's I'm gonna type it in chat for y'all right now. I'm gonna type it in chat for y'all. It's K L K. Here, I'm gonna type it for y'all. K L K dot ENT. Her camera's off right now because I, I I like just rebooted everything so it's not on right now. But there's her Instagram for y'all. Go ahead and send dick pics. <laughs> uh yeah. K, K, K uh, it's Kilo Lima Kilo dot Echo November Tango. Thank you guys for liking the video. Uh go ahead and uh Feel free to send dick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, send her dick pics. Well, maybe you can. 
It'll be funny. But other than that, guys, yo, real talk. So tomorrow, guys, quick, all jokes aside, so quick it out to serious real quick. So tomorrow, guys, we got a show with Charlie from Cultivate Crypto at 5 p.m. We're going to talk about cryptocurrency, getting your money up. Then um, on at 7 p.m., we're going to have our boy uh, Noah Kagan, and then we're going to have the girls come in at 9 p.m., or around 8.30 to do the after-hour show. Then Tuesday, we got Ed Lattimore, famous uh, boxer, slash recovered from, uh, he recovered from alcoholism. And then we got, um, and then Wednesday, we got Roll Tomasi, and we're going to break down, drum roll for this one, for y'all, drum roll. Hold on, if I could find the drum roll button. We're going to break down the OnlyFans model that killed her boyfriend, guys, okay? We're going to go over domestic violence, the Duluth model, and we're going to go over a bunch of ways that you can protect yourself from DV and then also what you guys need to know when it comes to cohabitation with your girl. We're going to break that down with Rolla Tomasi on Wednesday. We're going to talk with Ed Lattimore on Tuesday about overcoming addiction, uh, you know, because as you guys know, he's a former alcoholic. And then Money Monday tomorrow with cryptocurrency, uh, our boy Charlie. And then we're also going to talk about marketing with Noah Kagan. So we got y'all, baby. All right. So thank you guys so much. Um, appreciate Miss Bronx helping me out here with everything. She's shy, guys. Um, but she was really helpful. She gave me a bunch of the videos that I was able to pull up for y'all. And as you guys know, we do this thing live, right? So, you know, you might need things here on the fly, whatever it may be. So, yeah, guys, thank you guys so much. I love y'all. I'm going to get you guys. Um, <clears throat> uh, we're gonna. It's going to be lit tomorrow. That's all, that's all I can say. Tomorrow we got three episodes for y'all. No other podcast giving you guys this kind of value, bro. All right. So like the video on your way out. So comment below, guys. Timestamps are going to be up. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Love you guys. Peace. Uh, NCIS. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Let's, let's break this down, too. Uh, okay. So NCIS, Army.